0: This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Five guys fighting at... Five guys. An obscene wedding invitation. Hey, is that a cooler full of penises <laughs> what happened on the day I was born at Wrigley Field Rick's brush with Governor Jim Edgar and we interview Esra Mohawk rock star who uh, is the singer of the schoolhouse rock song interjections among many other things all that and unlimited tangents on this week's minutia man that is coming up right now
1: the following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and
2: Dave. You know, I got to tell you, Rick, that bass line that you laid down for the yeah. for the that's pretty pretty good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I do it uh, with my mouth. Oh yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the bass guitar. Uh, I prefer doing it. Boom! <laughs> Check It's
2: a little beatboxy thing yeah, going on. Yeah,
0: I've been doing it since. I've been doing it for years. All oh, the kids love you. Uh, absolutely. Well, welcome mm-hmm. to an episode of Minutia Men. I think we're in the 140s. <laughs> Which means uh, we have given you three solid years of entertainment basically
2: right and for how much did that cost?
0: zero, zero cents
2: zero dollars all you have to do is subscribe there's no money changing hands whatsoever
0: yeah including towards us <laughs> well, that's okay you know what I, I just like to
2: I like to give I yeah. like to create
0: that's true um, and and when you walked in the door, you said something to me about the bathroom what, what was that all about? Oh okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> As you know, I enjoy talking I mean, this about mean
0: is, Dave, is, uh, Dave is a a bathroom-centric person, and every time uh, he comes in, he's got some story about some bathroom thing, and I didn't even catch what okay, you were talking so, about. Okay,
2: so in the morning, yeah. Um, how many showers a week are you taking? I'm taking like, I think, you know, 3.4, 3.47 showers per week, maybe. Yeah, because you? You, know,
0: you don't go into the office or anything. Yeah, I just I'm at a about 14, 15 showers a week.
2: who are you oh yeah for working out and stuff yeah yeah, triathlon right i work
0: out in the morning i take a shower and i'll take the dog for a six mile walk
2: (laughs) and i'll take a shower right right. okay um what i well and so i took a shower this morning and i am still a bar of soap guy in the shower me too yeah Yeah. you know i have because i have so many daughters like hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah. They've got, you know, all the little... Whenever we go to a mall, we go to the Bed Bath & Beyond place yeah, and we get yeah. the little... Oh my God, know, I the,
0: can't even imagine what it would be like to have apple daughter.
2: blossom stuff and the coconut yeah. guava and all that crap. I'm not going to say that I don't from time to time sample some of those, yeah. you know, but I'm a bar of soap guy. You're, you're smelling a little ocean breezy today. <laughs> That's coconut breeze. Thank oh, you very okay. much. sorry, yeah. So... I didn't. There was no bar of soap in the shower. Right. So we have a big basket, which we ended up buying. It was like 280 bucks. And we ended up buying it because of your wife who had one of those <laughs> oh, those yeah. basket parties years yeah, ago. My,
0: my apologies. The longer burger basket. <laughs> yeah. which Hey, by the way, they're out of business. Okay, that makes me well. feel any better. It makes me feel better.
2: Well, it, they had our $287, and yeah. it's a nice basket. I'm not going to... You know.
0: I know, but they're baskets. Yeah. I said the same thing when they were big. I'm like, they're yeah. baskets. Right. Oh, no, these are really... Well, these are perfectly right. made baskets.
2: And we're getting 27.2% of every sale. So, right. so anyways, we have this basket in, that has bars of soap in it and toothpaste yeah. and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? So, I was looking for a bar of soap, and I opened it up, and something had changed in that basket. Okay. What's that? Well... It was chock full of feminine hygiene products. Oh, boy. Right. I mean, and yeah. you don't have daughters, so this may not resonate with you, yeah, right?
0: No. I'm pretty sure I don't want to hear anymore. Well, you're yeah.
2: going to. So there's pads and napkins and ointments yeah. and things with strings and, like and, you know, and whatever. Know. And I couldn't find the bar of soap. Right. So, so, so And I was digging through everything. And then pretty much, I don't know, after... Four seconds or five seconds. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's just too much, too much effort here.
0: Plus. So you I, didn't
2: use any soap. No, either. I did find a little bar of soap that we stole from the Dallas Hilton <laughs> when we were stranded in Dallas in April. But when I was taking my shower, I realized, you know, those products that I just saw. Yeah. I have pretty, sh- pretty sure I have no idea what any of these things do. You know, I am not, yeah. you know, as far as the female anatomy goes. Yeah. Not an expert? Yeah, not at all. And I'm thinking, do we really need all this? I mean, there was probably $1,600 worth of crap. You know
0: what? I, if I were you, I'd go and complain to, yeah. to right. Michelle and the girls about all the money you're spending <laughs> right. on, this, right. on these needless products. Right. I don't need anything. I don't even need <laughs> right. shampoo.
2: I get a, I get a de- deodorant three times a week, and I'm fine. What is all this crap with the okay. the ultra-thin this and that and whatever, so... Well, that was the story. Hey, thing. thanks yeah, what, for sharing. I wasn't going to
0: share it, and you just
2: told me to, so well, I, I
0: just assumed it was some sort of bowel movement
2: story, <laughs> which is where you usually go. You know, my whole life is not shtick for this show. <laughs> you know, I am somebody. I'm just not a freak for your amusement. <laughs> okay, well,
0: hey, do you got any minutiae? Then? Exactly, I do. Um, huh. What can what can I do
2: for you? Uh, why don't you uh, uh, fire up the Florida Jingle? Okey-dokey. Can you do that? Yes.
1: What's wrong with you, Florida? Uh,
2: on the services Florida story might not seem particularly notable. Okay. Uh, particularly okay. notable: five men were arrested at a fast food eatery for fighting. Yeah, yeah. Big All deal. Right. It's Florida, right? Right. Yeah. I bet there's five it da- guys. Every day. There's five guys right now kicking the crap out of each other well, I somewhere would say, yeah, I'm in sure, Florida. I'm right. Sure that's true. The ironic part, yeah, is that the fight occurred at a restaurant called Five Guys. Uh, uh, see, five guys at five guys. Yes. Five guys arrested after fist fight at five guys. Nice. Orlando police was called at about 12.30 p.m. Uh-huh. A woman who witnessed the incident told the authorities that one of the males was talking S-dash-dash-dash. Dash, dash. Okay. You know, fill in the yeah. blanks. You know, yeah. Let me buy a vowel there. Okay. Uh, a cup was thrown and a door to the restaurant was slammed in someone's face before an all-out brawl took, took place. Now, this is my... Favorite line here. Another source indicated that the fight started when one of the five guys refused to reimburse another of the five guys for a milkshake.
0: <laughs> See, they, they just threw that five guys in there because, you know, they're bored every day. These news stories suck. Right. right. And then and
2: this one comes in. And he's like, oh, come on. Five guys. Five guys. How can, we, like, not, how can we not run this on the, the yeah. front
0: page? It's like someone joking on a subway in the subway. <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Right. It's like it's like somebody uh, dying on the Ides of March <laughs> in Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> well done. A guy named Jimmy dying on the john. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I like that story. Five guys at five guys. All right.
2: Or a guy dying on the throne at a white castle.
0: That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Somebody choking on spinach at Oh, You're <laughs> 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 killing me. Uh, oh, we are great. Oh boy. All right. So you the, know what, Rick? Yeah. That was free.
2: That <laughs> the, joke, totally that, free. The whole thing
0: was free. Absolutely
2: free. All you got to do is subscribe.
0: All right. Now I'm going to get a little potty. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to take the show into a. Uh, <sighs> you know, this is a, a story about weddings, which mm. which could be a lovely story, but um, I'm going to. Say for all those people who say we're not edgy enough, Mm -hmm. right? I'm about to get edgy. Okay, all All right. right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swear. swear. (laughs) Oh, you ready? Okay, all right. This is a story about a wedding invitation. Weddings are traditionally thought of as being romantic, Mm -hmm. classy affairs, but one couple have thrown the rule book out the window and opted for some very non traditional invitations for their big day. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna read it to you. It starts. But by, by saying this a recipient addressed the intended to the intended recipients, the big thing on the top says, hey, fuck fit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And here's the rest of it. As you know, we got fucking engaged. Now we have to plan a motherfucking wedding. You're so you're so fucking amazing, you made the cut. So, are you fucking coming? Fuck yes, fuck no, or fuck you. Please arrive at 3.30 p.m. for the garden ceremony at our house, and then fuck off at 11.30. Shit you need to know. Kids, leave your little shits behind. We want to get fucked up. Dress code, wear whatever the fuck you like. Go fucking naked for all we care. Hotels, Google it, you lazy Fuck. dietary requirements eat what you're fucking giving you fat fuck (laughs) now I find that one funny I I get that I'm going to that way I think it's funny (laughs) however Grandma the recipients okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. did not enjoy
2: it. I, I bet Aunt Hildegard didn't like it. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: I would mean, imagine. Imagine Grandma getting that one. Uh, so here's here's some of the reviews. Uh, this this made it onto Facebook, and then some of the people on Facebook started saying. Uh, you know, one person just said, "This is horrible." Another one said, I swear like a sailor, but I have enough class not to send this shit to relatives. (laughs) And then uh, here's one from uh, someone checking in from England. My mom would have been horrified if she received this. This is not older guest friendly at all. I actually think many older people I know would be so insulted they wouldn't even go or RSVP. Who Um, needs
2: those people? Right. right?
0: They're just going to make the party suck. Right.
2: And that that came from England,
0: which every other word is the C word. Right. Come on. That's a great point. So anyway, that is that is the story of the wedding. You know, we've got a great guest coming up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Why don't you know? Why
2: don't you interject? uh, Shall
0: I? Yeah. Um, Well, this is a person who uh, told us uh, uh, about interjections Mm -hmm. when we were kids. Remember the song
2: "Interjections"? That's the reason I got through grammar school. It was
0: was one of the best of those schoolhouse rock songs. Her name is Esra Mohawk. Mm -hmm. She's the one that uh, sang that song. She's the one that told us about Reginald with the flu. Yeah. I hope he's better. I, I hope, hope Reginald. So. Hey, that hurts. Ouch. That That's smart. <laughs> yeah, that's no fair giving a shot
2: to a guy down there. That is interjections. And Ezra Mohawk is going to and be... And she's upset. had a... We'll ask her about her... Stellar career. She played with Frank Zappa and um, oh, yeah. Jerry Garcia, uh, Bobby uh, Weir. I mean, all those. Yeah. Those great. John Mellencamp. Yeah. So we, yeah. w- she'll be on a little later. Um, you can subscribe, like we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, to the show on iTunes, which yep. is now Apple podcasts. I think Google play stitcher. I radio. I don't know what else uh all the, anywhere you can get podcasts we can you can end up getting our podcast and if, please subscribe
0: if you like Men with Rick and Dave, you can check out some of the other programs on the radio Misfits podcast network like uh, Tony Lasano's nude hippo the podcast you know who he's got on the show this week I have no idea Ginger Z oh yeah, the uh meteorologist On Good From, morning like, yeah, America going say
2: good morning America yeah man.
0: so that's a big time guest Big star. She is. Uh, So that's an an OPI show. It's available only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And what do they say there? I think they say Great Talk Radio isn't
2: dead. They just went to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Rick, here's a headline you don't see every day. All right. All right. You ready? Yep. Cooler filled with male genitalia found in a raid of a Phoenix body donation company. (laughs)
0: A head sewn... This is really a classy show we're doing today. <laughs> right. I feel bad for the interjections
2: lady. Because, <laughs> right. you know, she's a... Uh, she's a nice... Right. She talks about... She's a nice woman. Yeah, you know, uh, she, right. it's just, <laughs> what am I getting myself into? So here, yeah. a head sewn onto a mismatched body, a bucket of limbs, and a cooler filled with penises okay. are among the items found by FBI agents during a raid on a Phoenix body donation business. Okay. Right. It's not Florida. It's Arizona. The now shuttered for profit I love it. For profit. Yeah. Biological resource center specialized and accepted. <laughs> what do you what what kind of business you got? I've got a biological resource uh, center. Uh yeah, I wonder if that's on their uh, their what's uh, the their business cards. Well, what is the the dating app? Tinder profile. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, well, this biological resource center specializes in accepting the bodies of people after they d- had died and in exchange, offering their families free pickup of the bodies. Plus the cremated remains of the body parts that the company did not sell. Okay. So, so. so it's kind of like a closeout sale. you know? It's, yeah, uh, but, but
0: someone's always saving the penises of what you're saying. E- evidently, yeah. right.
2: Um, an FBI special agent during a... Now, this happened in January 2014, but the reason we're talking about it is because it's going to trial. Ah, okay. Um, stumbled upon what he described as a, as variously or various unsettling scenes okay. at the resource center. The agent's grisly eyewitness account of the raid was recently revealed in a civil lawsuit, and it's going to trial on October 21st. Now, Rick, you know, master's degree in advertising, right? Kind of yeah, a marketing sure. genius. Yeah, people you know, say. Yeah, I'm, I'm a brand guy. Yeah, everyone's right? saying it. I don't like cooler filled with male genitalia doesn't roll off the tongue.
0: Uh, No pun intended. Yeah, it's not a good brand name. No,
2: I don't really. So we need to come up with better branding.
0: Better than Cooler Full of Gen... even Cooler Full of Penises isn't very good. No. So what would be... No, No, you know that... For a while there, people were saying, uh, you know, Bag of Dicks. Yeah. But that's not really... That doesn't really work. No,
2: no. What do you think? Uh, uh, um, How about Cold Cock? Cold? (laughs) (laughs) Not bad. Not bad, blue balls.
0: Okay, that's an easy one. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, chili
2: willies. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Uh, uh, how about it. arc, arctic, arctics? Oh, oh, oh! Uh, there you go. So uh, I like that. So uh, if you do have, and the, and for the Biological Resource Center, we're just you know, we're just, you can play with those ideas <laughs> next time you brand your. Uh, you know, your, uh, products there. Okay. I like it. All right. It's time for another feature.
1: Time now for a collection of cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave,
0: by the way, do I get credit for so far having not pressed the wrong button yet? Three for three, baby. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling very good. So here's uh, a couple of things, uh, this week, um, I will be broadcasting live, after you hear this, I, don't, I haven't even told you mm. this, but uh, on Friday, August 2nd, which is you know the Friday after this show mm-hmm. comes out, I'll be uh, live at WRMN, 1410 AM in Elgin. No. Oh. We'll be doing the show live from the Gill Borden Public Library in Elgin. Oh. A little, uh, it's a little uh, book site. Live at the library, they're calling it. The show is Studio 14 with Marky B and Larry Jones. No. Yeah, but there's a, a beautiful baseball display at the Gale Borden Library, the Cubs in Sox. Mm-hmm. Yours. And as the author of Every Cub Ever, they're having me out there, and I'll be talking about the Cubs.
2: Well, good, because you don't talk about them I, don't. And, I don't. and I'm sure there's many people that, ooh, let's hear that story. Well, well you know, as a
0: matter of fact, Dave, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm having my birthday this week. I'll be turning 56 years old. Mm-hmm. And I've, after all the stuff I've written about the Cubs, all the things I've ever done, and I've looked up history, uh, I've written just the most minute minutia ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I had never looked up until today? Mm-hmm. What happened to the Cubs on my birthday, the day I was born. You would think that that would have been one of the first things. I don't know why I never checked You're not before. a narcissist.
2: I guess so. You, you, you don't talk about yourself in the third party. So uh, I was... guess so.
0: But so I was born on... July twenty eighth, nineteen sixty three, and it was a Sunday, and that's why I'm so holy. <laughs> but anyway, that day was double headers because uh, in the Sundays 60s, we
2: would they'd be double headers all the time. Double right?
0: headers every Sunday, that's right? Um, and the Cubs were playing the Cardinals, and the Cubs swept oh, the whoa. Cardinals. Wow! What am I wearing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're wearing a Cardinal shirt, you <laughs> jag. But yeah, they swept the Cardinals. They won two games. They won uh, five to one in the opener. And then they won sixteen to eleven in the second game. Oh,
2: so sixty three. Bill Hanna pitcher maybe there would that he be on the sixty three. Uh,
0: no, I believe it was Dick Ellsworth. Speaking of <laughs> good good name, you can use that for the cooler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jimmy Schaefer hit a two run homer in okay. the first game. Jimmy Schaefer was the guy who uh, was the backup catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was you know one of his biggest games. But in the uh, in the second game, this is the interesting part. Guess who had his best day ever as a Chicago Cub in '63, 1963, July 28th. Uh, what position? Right field. Jim Hickman. Lou Brock. Oh, Lou Brock. Uh. He went three for four with a triple and two homers. Oh. And that was his best, and shortly thereafter, when did he get traded? He got traded the following season. But that's a pretty good day. Three for four with five RBIs and three runs scored. And uh, And he did it off of guess who? Guess what Cardinals pitcher he did it off of? Gibson. No ernie brolio oh the guy who you got really? for. yes oh, holy crap so that's kind of interesting it, isn't it. it right I now can't. that's minutia, ladies that. and gentlemen and don't forget everycubever.com is where you can find that book okay dave we need to take a quick break whatever sure that's all right. we'll be right back Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we'll talk about types of used cars to avoid. Plus, is nitrogen really worth it for your tires? I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Lou Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, and OPI production on the Radio
2: Misfits Podcast Network.
0: And we're back. Hey, good to see you. It's time for a, another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's
1: bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave.
0: So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand in the Costco jar, pulls out a name of a
2: celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. Yeah, I've got a story about this guy, too. Oh, do you? Can I tell my story first? Sure. You haven't even Uh, told us who it is. Well, it's Governor Jim Edgar. OK, so when I worked at Case Paper,
0: by the way, Jim Edgar was the governor in
2: uh, Illinois in the 90s who didn't go to prison. He's the only one <laughs> in our lifetime, that yeah. basically never went to prison. Um, so when I worked at Case Paper, there was a bar restaurant on Pershing and I don't know what the uh, Halstead or okay. something. Yeah. Um, and we would go to lunch and they had these big mufaladas. Like, oh, uh, they're, all, they're yeah. great. And yeah. they were pretty cheap back in the early 90s. So we go in there, me and a couple of coworkers, we go in there, and we walk in there, and Jim Edgar is eating a muffalata. Wow. And nobody was there with him.
0: He didn't have, like, a security. You know, there anymore? were
2: other people in the restaurant, but not sitting necessarily with him. So maybe. Some of those were security detail. That yeah, maybe he
0: told them to get lost. <laughs> exactly. Maybe he didn't want to deal like with... You guys eat like slobs. You go sit over there. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. And I say, hey, hello, Governor. He's like,
0: how you doing? Wow. Well, you know what? He was a nice guy. I, I met him several times. He was on uh, John Landecker's show many times, actually. And one time he was on uh, the day he was... Uh, his plane got hit by lightning. I know, do you remember this story? I don't know. Um Anyway, he was flying in the plane. He and the, and his press agent, they were flying from, you know, Springfield, uh, you know, wherever. Mantuna,
2: or whatever. And the, yeah.
0: and the plane got hit by lightning and they had to make a, an emergency stop. Oh. And, and, you know, I found out about it and I called the press guy's cell phone because I had it. Mm. And we got him on the air shortly thereafter. Oh. But I had met him several times. He actually one time um, brought Brenda on the show, his wife. Brenda Edgar, okay. and we did a parody song for her uh, to the tune of uh, uh, Tom Jones' uh, She's a Lady. Oh. She's First Lady. She, yeah, she's <laughs> First Lady. <laughs> hey, hey,
2: don't sing. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I know. Uh, but anyway, so we got to know them pretty well, and here's the here's the t- the, the kicker on the story. In his second-to-last year in office, his press guy called me up and offered me a job to work in the press office for the governor. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a Republican governor. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, not Republican. But, yeah. But
2: I would have... Well, Edgar was a very moderate... I voted for yeah, him. Yeah.
0: I oh. voted for, he I voted for him. Anyway, I, I actually considered it strongly, but I decided to stay with the radio show instead. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Well, I got fired a few years later, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And now you could be yeah. sitting on one of those state pensions right now? Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know what? I really never regretted not taking that job.
2: Um... So you talked about the plane getting hit by lightning. Yeah, I got a. We're going to be talking to a rock star in a few seconds. Yeah, let me get. I got a rock star story. Lightning. Okay, well, you may even know this. Do you remember when Jimmy Page played in Champagne? No, I or was it Jimmy Page was on PGU? He was. Yeah. Jimmy
0: Page from Led Zeppelin.
2: Yes, because there's a picture of.
0: Oh, the Ren- firm. He was there right. with the firm. Hey. That's right.
2: And Brent Peterson, who has a. Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast yep. app, Destination E Drink. He was program director or music director or whatever at the time. Okay. Anyways, there was a the reason I know this is because anyways. His plane on the way from Chicago to Champaign got hit by lightning. Well, there you go. And Jimmy Page was thinking, he's like, Oh great. Plane. Yeah. Rock star. i right. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, good point. No, yeah. Otis so. Redding, Jim Croce. <laughs> right.
2: All the American Body
0: Holly. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, all the was it was who's the fat guy? Uh the fact oh uh, the big bopper yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he yeah. went down. Yeah, he Richie Valance. Right. Well let's talk to a rock star that has not died in a plane crash. Oh, fantastic. How's that a, a transition? <laughs> a nice segue. Here we go. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey,
1: you got a minute. Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave.
0: Okay, Dave, joining us on the phone. Okay, great. So this uh, voice that you're hearing right now, this uh, belongs to Esra Mohawk, who is uh, a, a voice from our childhood. I have to, I have to say, Dave and I, we kind of grew up with the uh, schoolhouse rock.
2: You're the reason I got through grammar school. I would not it, know. You know it's a, yeah I would know nothing about grammar if it wasn't for you
0: I would know no interjections i would I would be saying them and I wouldn't know <laughs> that they they have to have an exclamation point at the end of them and that they're or, separated from the
2: rest of the sentence or a comma if the feeling's not as strong right <laughs> and
3: now I'm like the grammar police <laughs> that's right so
2: you, you that's one of the songs you
0: did you write that song or just perform no, no. it
3: just I was just the person
0: hired to sing it <laughs> well it's a song that uh, has kind of stuck with us uh you are uh, you did a great job on that song um
3: thank you I think Bob DeRoe wrote most of those uh, mm-hmm. house rock songs
0: he was great did he also so write the uh suffering for suffrage that uh, you did I
3: believe so yeah I believe
0: he did now can you believe that now that song came out in what the early 70s sometime
3: uh, yeah, yeah, around
0: 74, I would say, 75. So it's now been out, uh, you know, for over 40 years, and it was uh, about, uh, you know, the 19th Amendment and, and women getting the right to vote. And at the time, the ERA Amendment was was making its way through the state's. And we're still one vote short on that. <laughs> right,
2: right. You know, Ezra, I think it's time. I think it's time for you to write another song because us guys have pretty much screwed everything up over the last <laughs> hundred plus. I,
3: I did write. I did write a song. It's called "Leave It to the Women."
2: Uh, pl- it goes yeah. like
3: this: <laughs> I'd like to offer all you men out there a well-earned rest from running this big old world. I'm sure you've done your best, but nevertheless modulates there. <laughs> 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 no, keep going. The world's a mess and a need a woman's tenderness.
2: Uh, we are totally on board with that. Again, we have. We, yeah, it's our bad. Sorry yeah, about what it, we've it, done. It
0: works when you're happy, hooray! Or sad, or, or frightened. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, sorry. You know, you played. You played with so many great artists. You know, John Mellencamp and and Frank Sinatra or Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra. Zappa. Well, now, Zappa. I
3: mean Mellencamp. I mean Millenhead. I mean Mellencamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't really I, I sang background on, on some recordings of his and um before he was famous. Kind of a good story about him.
0: Oh, Please, sure. like <laughs> oh, it. oh yeah, absolutely. Play it honest.
3: <laughs> well, when we uh, hooked up for me to sing on those things, he said to me cause he was. Uh, and 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 also when I was living in L.A. and he came and played at the whiskey and he was open to someone bigger than him. And I brought people out to hear him and cheer for him. And and he'd introduce me to his people, and say, "Oh, I really respect this woman. She's a great songwriter." Yada yada. And uh, he had said to me, "Whichever one of us makes it first, will help the other one." Oh, nice. Now, my my big joke is it's a good thing I didn't make it first, because I would have helped him.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get it.
3: So um, uh, I was in Philly now, and he was now, oh, 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 oh. And when they were going to uh, change his name uh, to Johnny Cougar at that point, he called me and said, what should I do? You know, he'd always call me for advice. And I said, well, John Mellencamp is a really strong name. And if you do change your name to Johnny Cougar, you're only going to end up changing it back to John Mellencamp. So, and that's exactly the way it went. So yeah. I always told the truth and gave great advice, and and my thanks for that was that once he really made it big, he totally dropped memory of.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah, you, you know, you played. Yeah,
3: well, he's one of, the, of of a very small. Um, handful of bad people in this business <laughs> right.
2: well, Jerry Garcia you played with uh, Jerry Garcia band and uh, Bobby and the Midnights yeah. uh, I'm a big deadhead I must have seen them
3: well Bobby and the Midnights I wrote with Bob we were on that song Hayes for that album Bobby and the Midnights album. okay and I know him from when they um Played at the Cafe of Gogo the first time they were on the East Coast. The first time they played in New York, I opened to the, uh, the Grateful Dead. Wow! So I knew them for a long time. I used to hang out um, while they were staying in New York. We all hung out together. Mostly me and Bobby hung out. We were buddies. Wow. you know. So all those years,
0: huh? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, all those years later, we got to uh, write together.
0: And- you yeah, uh, looking at the uh, the the names of the people that you've either performed with or sang with or you know, written with. The one that jumps out at me is the Mothers of Invention with Frank Zappa. Were you? Did you actually tour with them? Or
3: I was in that band you, for I don't know how long several months I guess maybe a year I wasn't counting when you're young I was 19 when Frank asked me to join the band so uh, I was in the Mothers of Invention yes
0: how did you no, How did you like I was, that?
3: I was the first. I loved it. They were a yeah. great band. They always say it's going downhills from there. But, but, no, that was the best band ever. Are you kidding? I mean, really. Uh, uh, Ray Collins, beautiful, velvet-voiced Ray, he's gone. And, yeah. and uh, Billy Mundy, wonderful drummer, he's gone. And, uh, of course, Jimmy Carl Black, the Indian of the group, he's gone. Yeah. And I think he, he went... Uh, first or soon after Frank. And uh who's left? Uh Don Preston and Bunk Gardner are still still there, still around.
2: Well and that's Ramon <laughs> well, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. And and, and moi <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, Primordial Lovers in nineteen—it's uh, an—it's your album in nineteen seventy that you came out in nineteen seventy. 1970. In nineteen seventy-seven, Primordial Lovers was listed as one. No, no,
3: no. Primordial Lovers was recorded October, November of sixty-nine, and was released in nineteen
2: seventy. Okay, uh, right,
3: but in
0: seventy-seven, it was listed as one of the top twenty-five all-time best albums by Rolling Stone magazine.
2: What so, what a well, wonderful it was, accomplishment!
3: It was, um, The writer, uh, who uh, uh, Paul Williams was his name, he's he's passed away too since, and he had he had originally been the editor of Crawdaddy. Okay. And I'm in. uh, He wrote a whole chapter on me in one of his books, and uh, so he wrote that article, and it was in Rolling Stone. So I'd rather say that Paul Williams said that, and it was in Rolling Stone.
0: Well, yeah, that's very humble of you. I would just go with the Rolling Stone <laughs> thing, but you know,
2: yeah, we would have definitely no, I'm fluffed to that make up. More
3: of everything instead. I, 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 am just way too honest for this business.
2: <laughs> yeah, how did you make it this long by being this <laughs> being this
0: nice and honest? So let us ask you about the Woodstock story because you know I've seen just like a one sentence description of what happened there. You were supposed to be in Woodstock. Can you tell us how what happened that day?
3: Oh god! I was scheduled to play the first day, Friday, and um, we were in on the uh, uh, whole concept of Woodstock from the very beginning because uh, my manager was good friends with Michael Lang, who was the uh, who dreamed it up. It was his dream, and we all encouraged Michael. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. And so now he was doing it, and we were following him, and we were on the way, and he was um, in a car with uh, Hector Morales, and Hector was uh, the William Morris agent who had uh, hooked Michael up with all of the big acts that brought in more big acts that made it possible for Woodstock to happen. He's the unsung hero of Woodstock, Hector Morales. and. and then um, we were following him, and a car got in between uh, our car and their car, and we lost sight of their car. And when they turned off towards the heliport to fly into the festival, my manager just kept driving oh, straight and followed the masses, and we crawled our way to the uh, festival. And by the time we got there, it was night. <laughs> oh, boy. And... We were running through the parking lot towards the um, the stage, and it was all muddy, as everybody may recall, and I was wearing all white, and I was trying to somehow run above the ground.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been great if you could have.
3: (laughs) And the last, and there was the last act of the evening. Of course, we didn't know at the time it was the last act of the evening. It was Joan Baez, and she was singing the last song in the last set. And then, as we were running, the lights went out, and the crowd, you know, the crowd roared for for Joan. And then um, the lights stayed out. <laughs> oh man! And that was the end of the night. And and the lights went out on Woodstock, and the lights went out on my career. No,
2: <laughs> no, it didn't. You know, obviously. No, I'm stubborn. I
3: keep going. I can't help it. The music just keeps flowing out of me. So what am I supposed
2: to do? Stop? I can't. Yeah. Well, you had just mentioned before, or when we called, that you, we actually missed. You missed the first call because you were getting a delivery of your new album, yes. right? So tell us yes. about that.
3: Yes. Well, um, it's a. Uh 12 songs <laughs> and, and it's, it's what do I say about my own album it's great
2: yeah well exa- yeah, be a, come you on you, let you be-
3: gotta you gotta get it you gotta hear it it's gonna be up at CD Baby starting August 2nd and um it's called The One and Only Ezra Mohawk Good, nice and uh the first two songs on it were released as singles um you know, kind of like uh, sneak previews of the album at CD Baby, and that would be "Life is Sacred" and "Guns Make It Easy to Kill." And, and "Guns Make It Easy to Kill" is my song about gun control. Um, it's uh, the line goes, um, uh, "Guns make it easy to kill. They make a man feel bigger, but any child can pull a trigger." Yeah.
0: Oh, very so good. I,
3: I, I try to make statements very succinct so that. You know, people can finally get it.
0: How, how would you describe the, the genre of music? Like a, a God, rock and roller. Yeah. I really
3: hope someone will do that for me because I want to enter <laughs> it in the Grammys, and I have no idea what.
0: Because, you know, I I understand what you're saying, because it is kind of hard to identify. You're not exactly folk rock. You're not exactly rock. You've got some jazz elements to it. It's very bluesy. I, I mean, there's it could be anything, right?
3: yeah now pop of course covers everything but these days pop is something different than it once was so it's hard right. to say what anything is anymore i haven't tried to lobby them to Maris, you know to have a singer songwriter c- category
0: oh yeah because
3: right. because singer songwriters are you know are different than artists who sing other people's songs in a, in a limited uh, uh category in a limited genre singer songwriters are freer and um, therefore, they should have their own category because it's, it's it's different people who sing their own songs and are not uh, limited to a single genre.
0: That's true. Or you could get a boy band to start doing your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get an Asian what? boy band, and you'll you'll be a big success. Just you know, like some dancing yeah, the, boys, and and you got it all set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
2: you're still you're still.
3: Uh, b- uh, my dog wants to get into the action here. <laughs>
2: uh, what's your dog's name?
3: Romeo.
2: Oh, yeah. well, hello, Romeo's Romeo. a
3: rescue dog. I had another hound dog. He's a Tree Walker Coonhound, and I had a black and tan Coonhound, and he had, he had uh, died, and and uh, hmm. he was such a wonderful dog. I thought, well, get me another Coonhound, and so I was looking online, and I was uh, directed to a uh, site, dogsindanger.com, dot com, hmm. and I was saying to myself because. Uh, it's, it's a little less messy to have a short hair mm-hmm. animal. So I thought, well, I want a short hair male dog, hound dog, and I think I'll name him Romeo. And uh, there, in dogsindanger.com, yeah, I'm talking about you, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> uh, I That's him. how we talked to he's Dave. So
3: sweet. <laughs> and there, in dogsindanger.com was this beautiful uh, hound dog, and he was only a year and a half, and they were, he had like 12 or 13 days left to live. They were going to euthanize him. He'd oh been God. there six months. And his name was already Romeo. Oh, oh my god,
0: that's it's, that's, that's like karma his, right that's, there. Well so, Ezra, we really god, appreciate you he taking He's right here. Aww.
3: Eleven years later here he is. Aww. <laughs> now,
0: Ezra stands is 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 short for Sandra, right? Or Sandra?
3: Well, Sandra was my name. Yes. Yeah. Um Sandra Elaine Hervitz. And um and then uh I lived with someone who called everyone by their initials, so she called me S. When I was in the Mothers, she was the receptionist uh, at the studio where we recorded Apostolic Studios. I believe that was on tenth, well, in New York. And um, she uh, called her boyfriend Jerry J. And she called me S. And I was her roommate, so she called me Essie, And I thought, if Sandy stood for Sandra, then Essie stood for Esra, and oh, Esra be- became my name. Oh,
0: there you go. There's the sto- There's the full I- story. Well, thank yeah, you.
3: And then I was then, well, well, well. Then I was Esra Hervitz.
0: Oh, and, okay. And, and, that's not the whole story. And then I
3: married, then I married Frazier Mohawk and became Esther Mohawk, and and that's how I got my
0: name. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being on our show. We it's appreciate really been it.
2: Great uh, talking to you, and very thank much, you right? for
0: uh, in influencing us uh, in our in our childhood.
2: Yeah, <laughs> getting me and, through grammar school. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, and uh, well, and,
3: and, and it's nice for once not being asked about my big hit "Change of Heart" with Cindy Lover. I thought I'd throw that in there. And. Uh,
0: <laughs> Well, we got it in there. We got it in there. Yeah, good for
2: <laughs> Nice work <laughs> there, so Touche.
3: from Mohawk, it's CD baby. Um, this is a brand new album. Look for it on August second, and it's just got twelve amazing songs. It took me over a year. You should know, over a year recording this and and um, carefully packaging it. So it's a wonderful thing to for, to share with others.
0: And, well, thanks very much, and I hope it really a success. It.
3: Thank you so much. Right. You guys take care of Yeah, you
0: too. Right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. that's, that's for Hell of a career. And and just a nice very person. Very nice You can boy. just tell by listening right. to her that she's a nice person. And she's
2: got her album coming up in August 2nd, I think. Yeah, I think. that's what she said. The so. day that you're going to be broadcasting from the Gail Borden Library. Oh, my gosh. It's the same day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right. Uh, let me get on my glasses because I'd like to uh, say if you uh, are Thank a fan. You of uh, Rick and Dave. You can check us out at Eckhart's Reason. Press.com, which is our company that we own. Also, chicagoauthorsolutions.com. If you'd like to email us,
2: we're at <laughs> MinutiaManPodcast yes. at gmail.com. You know what? I'm not even. We don't get any emails. I'm not even checking anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a then.
2: challenge to everybody out there. Send us yeah. an email.
0: What are you going to play the pity card? Is that what <laughs> that's, it is? That's, that's what I'm flopping out right here. Uh, special <laughs> thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with OpiShows.com. Opi is hippo Backwards opishows.com uh, distributed by Ed Silla the Radio Misfits uh, podcast network where Great Talk isn't really dead.
1: I just moved to another place. It just place. moved to
0: a better yeah, place okay. radiomisfits.com and we'll be back again next week with another episode of New Shaman.
2: The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions.
1: Tony, can you shut up?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> a lot of anchors do that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Let's, Let's do it good again. What? That was good. Now we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. <laughs> no, it didn't. Well, if that went south, get, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent.